0: Hey everyone, Chuck Underwood here, and welcome to the Brand New Vegan Podcast. Hello everyone, Chuck Underwood here, and welcome to episode 4 of the Brand New Vegan Podcast. Hope you've all had a good week. I know I've been busier than ever. Um, Brand new video out on my youtube channel youtube channel has been kind of dead for the last year maybe two maybe mean three videos Ooh. but i know it's something you've all wanted watching me cook and learning how i make the recipes so got myself a video camera got it all set up learning how to use it put out my first video yesterday gotten some pretty nice comments so far thank you for that um, I'll leave a link in the uh, show notes. so You can go check it out if you'd like. And if, you, if you'd like to, I'd love it. Subscribe to my channel. Anyway, this week, I know a lot of you are new. So I thought, because last week maybe I scared you a little bit with how hard this is, becoming vegan, starting a plant-based diet. And it is. It doesn't have to be. So I've got some 10 of my... Tips, I guess, for how to get through this. Top 10 tips for becoming a brand new vegan. How's that? So hopefully this will help. And if it does, please be sure to leave the comments. And anything else you'd like to hear too, please leave me comments. I'd love to get input on this. All right, let's get started. Number one, protein. You're going to hear it. Forget about it. It's been said many times. Dr. McDougall, Dr. Barnard, Dr. Esselstyn, all of the plant-based doctors. If you're eating enough calories, and most of us eat, you know, 1,500, 2,000 calories a day, as long as you're getting enough calories, you're going to get enough protein. Don't worry about it. Put it out of your mind. People are going to be scared for you. They're going to ask you about it. It's not a concern. As long as you're eating a good variety, beans, grains, fruits, Veggies, nothing to worry about. Number two, vitamins and supplements. Yes, you do need to take a B12, a vitamin B12. You can get them in a grocery store. You can get them in your vitamin store, wherever. Take one, forget about it, and you're done. As far as iron and the calcium, just like with the protein, as long as you're eating a good variety, you're covered. Nothing to worry about. And number three, starting this diet, you may feel alone because you're going to hear negative remarks probably from your family, from your friends. It happens. Nobody's going to understand why you're doing this. Only you understand why you're doing this. So don't feel like you're alone because there's a whole bunch of us out here who are doing this right along with you. Go to the YouTube channels, go to the Facebook groups, come to my blog, come to my community group, wherever. There are tons of people who are doing this who will support you and they'll help you any way they can. So don't feel alone. I mentioned this in number three about why you're doing this. And number four is don't forget your why. I spent the entire podcast last week talking about Figuring out what your why is. Why are you doing this? It's really important. Because when things do get tough, if you remember why you're doing it, it'll give you what you need. Keep right on going. And for me, it's my health, my family's health, being here for my grandson, being here for my wife. That's my why. So don't forget you are a why. And always keep that in mind. Moving on. Number five. And these are in no particular order, by the way, just just random scratchings from here. Number five, shopping. Tips for shopping. I could spend an entire, and and I might, I could spend an entire podcast just talking about shopping. In fact, what I think I'm going to do eventually when I get brave enough to do it is take my new little video camera, my little GoPro and uh, just attach it to my shopping cart and go shopping so you guys can walk along with me and see how I do it. But tips for shopping, spend 80% of your time, most of your time, in the produce department. That's where we're going to get most of our food. Find a grocery store. Hopefully it's the one close to you that has a really good produce section because that's where we're going to spend most of our time. That's what we're going to spend most of our money on is, is fresh fruits and veggies. It's a vegan diet. Sure, we're going to get, you know, some grains and we're going to get, you know, some beans and stuff like that. But produce is going to make up the majority of our diet. So make sure you find a grocery store with a good produce section. And when it comes down to the question of organic versus non-organic, buy what you can afford. It's better. I think I heard Jeff Novick say this. It's better to eat vegetables, period. Organic or not than to worry about well I can't afford organic so I'm just not going to buy vegetables. I'll buy you know this this processed crap food, whatever. Eat your vegetables. Just like mom always said. Eat your vegetables. Alright, going on. Along with the produce I have here canned beans and tomatoes and I spend a pretty good amount of time on that aisle because I stock up. I use a lot of tomatoes. Tomatoes are not in season obviously all year round so find a Good source of canned tomatoes. doesn't matter if they're chopped or if they're whole. Um, if you want to get the BPA-free cans, do that. Just whatever you will eat. But I use tomato sauce, tomato paste, you know, the chopped tomatoes. The San Marzano's are really good for sauce. Buy those. And beans, too. Yes, I have dried beans, but opening up a couple cans of beans, give them a quick rinse and throwing them in a pot, some spices and you got a pretty quick meal and beans are going to be a good source of your protein and your iron. So get the uh, beans, frozen fruits and vegetables. Sometimes the fresh stuff is not in season or it just doesn't look that good. Look in your frozen section, see if they have any frozen vegetables. I buy the, um, the steam fresh brand, the corns, peas and carrots. Uh, my wife likes the cauliflower, broccoli, Um, Get the fruit. Get your frozen strawberries. Um, They'll thaw out. You can put them on your oatmeal or on your cereal. It's really cheap. You can get bags of veggies. Really, really cheap. So another good section of the grocery store to spend some time in is the frozen section. Don't buy the stuff that has the little spice mix. You know, you'll see asparagus in sauce or carrots in whatever sauce. you Look at the sauce ingredients. You're going to see salt, you're going to see probably oil, fat, dairy, who knows. Just get plain vegetables, you'll be fine. And the last section I spend some time in is the bulk section, or where do you get your rice and your dried beans and your oatmeal and stuff like that. Really, that's it for shopping. I mean, those those few sections, and you can eliminate the pop aisle, the candy aisle, the uh, chunky, sugary... Kid cereal aisle, you know, the meat and chili aisle, the meat department, death row, the morgue, whatever you want to call it. No need to go there at all. That whole aisle that's full of lunch meats and cheeses, don't need that anymore. You can make grocery shopping pretty quick if you know exactly what you're going for. And my last tip for shopping, make a list, use it. I use an app on my phone called uh, Google Keep. It has the little check marks. I write down exactly what I'm going to go and get, and as I pick it up, put it in my basket, I hit a little check mark on my phone, it disappears. Not that way, you're not tempted to buy junk you might not need. Um, make a grocery list; it really does help. And that's it for shopping. Number number six: keep it simple, really, really simple. Find a recipe or two that you really, really like. And practice and making them until you get really good at it. Print it out. Get a little three-hole punch thing and put it in a binder. Start a little recipe binder. A lot of my readers have that. And then find another recipe you like. And start practicing these two or three basic recipes, few ingredients, whatever you like. Put them in your binder, print them out, and just keep adding to that. You don't have to... Be intimidated by these really fancy, I've seen some of the blogs, their recipes are just, yeah, you need this special ingredient, you got to go to this Asian market to get, and you need this special ingredient, you got to order on Amazon, you need this special ingredient. Keep it simple in the beginning. It'll make your life so much easier. Next, when you're on this for a while, you're eating this way for a while and you start losing the weight. Other things are going to happen. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. And you're going to be so excited that you want everybody in your life to do this with you. I mean, it happened. I, I went through it too. They're not going to. And trust me, the more you try to force them to do this, the more they're going to be stubborn and dig in their heels. And it's a it's an uphill battle. You'll never win. You can't do this for anybody except for you. And like I said, trust me, I've been down this road. It's not pleasant. You want people, I understand, you want people to get off of their meds. You have somebody in your family who has type 2 diabetes. You have somebody in your family who has um, angina. They're having chest pains. This will help. Yes, we know that. But they're not going to listen to you. And no matter what you say Or what movie you give them to watch. Or what book you give them to read. They're going to ignore you. You've got to do this only for yourself. So don't try to force this on anybody. Keep it to yourself. Now one day. When they see how much weight you lost. And they find out. You're no longer taking the metformin. Or your chest pains have gone away. And they will. Then they might start asking you questions. And then you can kind of gently tell them what you're doing, how you're doing it. Give them that recipe binder. Print out some copies of your favorite simple recipes that they can do themselves. And then you might have a chance. But just trying to get everybody to get on board at the same time as you? Nope. Ain't going to happen. All right. Next. Prepping. Prepping. I get this question a lot. It's It can be hard because when you're doing this vegan diet, this plant-based diet, there's no getting around it. You're going to have to cook. Now, if you don't know how to cook, watch the videos. There's a ton of YouTube uh, channels where people actually teach you how to cook. I'm starting out that myself. That's what I was talking about with my YouTube channel, uh, brand new vegan YouTube channel. My recipes will show you step-by-step how to make or my videos will show you step-by-step step how to make my recipes. It's not hard to learn, but it does take time. It's going to take some prep time. Now, once you get kind of better at it, you can start planning a little bit better. Boil a bunch of potatoes. You got an pot? Awesome. Use that. Make a bunch of potatoes for the week. Boil them, put them in a container in the fridge, and that way you have them for the week. And all you got to do is add a sauce, or you can add some green vegetables with it. Or some beans. Make a big pot of rice. That's another one. Uh, When I used to work nights, I made a big pot of chili. And, of course, I like it spicy, so hardly anybody would eat it except for me. Great. More for me. And I would eat it for dinner and then take it to work and eat it for my lunch, too. And, yeah, two or three times a day I'd have chili. But that pot lasted me enough time to get off of work for the week, come home, and start cooking some other stuff. And if you're one of those people who just don't like eating the same thing day after day after day, ah, you're going to have to get over that. There's nothing wrong with what they call mono meals, eating the same thing every day. Um, I mean, we've all heard of Spud Fit and some of these other guys who are doing nothing but potatoes for weeks and months. Make your big pot of something. Eat it until it's gone. You know, people ask me all the time, well, can I freeze this? I don't know. I really don't. Every single time I get that question, I just have to look at them and say, I really don't know. I don't freeze anything. I eat it until it's gone. I'll eat chili three, four days in a row. But that's me. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you've got a variety of your beans and your veggies and your grains and all the good stuff that we're supposed to be eating, it doesn't matter if it's the same recipe over and over and over, as long as you like it. And I never get tired of it myself, That, but that's me. Um, get the frozen veggies, like I said earlier. You can go and get bags of frozen veggies where all you got to do is just throw them in a microwave and boom, you, you toss them in there with your, your boiled potatoes and add a sauce. Have sauces ready. That's another big tip. Make my cheese sauce. Make the spaghetti sauce. Gravy. My gravy takes like 15 minutes to make. Make a double batch, keep it in the fridge for the week. That way you got your frozen veggies, you got your potatoes, you throw some gravy on top, and there's dinner. It prepping does not have to be that hard. So moving on to number nine. This is kind of a weird concept for people. Dr. McDougall has mentioned this before, that we today in our society, we eat like the kings and queens of old. I've heard him say it many times. I think he first mentioned it maybe in the documentary process, people. And it's true. You look back at um, the kings and queens. I'm trying to remember. who's the Henry VIII. He's the famous one. The guy was, sorry, hate to say this, but he was huge. He needed special equipment just to lift himself up and put himself on a horse. He had gout. He had type 2 diabetes. I think I read that somewhere. Look at what the kings and queens ate. They ate all the stuff that the peasants couldn't afford. They ate the meat. They ate a ton of meat. Why? Because they could. Because they could afford it. Because it was their land. They had free rights to every animal that was on their land. And they hunted and they fished. Did the peasants get any of this? Not much. They also ate... uh, The fancier flour, the white processed flour. How's that for ironic? I mean, back then, the the, the typical breads were made out of barley. They were made out of oats. They were made out of the whole grains, the the whole wheat. Uh, They were really heavy, thick, full of fiber breads. But the kings and the queens, the royalty, they were able to afford the highly processed flour. Which made the white bread. That was that was a treat. Um, they didn't eat vegetables. They didn't trust them. They thought they were poisonous. They were peasant food. I guess they were above eating vegetables. And, and the fruits were usually made into a sweet dessert with a ton of sugar. The the kings and the queens they could afford the dairy. They had the milk and the fancy cheeses and you know all the stuff that we eat today was what. The kings and queens ate back then. And it's really ironic, I think, that we are suffering from the exact same diseases today as they did back then. And that was the point that Dr. Matuga was making. Even if you want to think back to, like, being a pioneer in the 1800s, eat like we used to eat back in the old days. So forget about... All this fancy vegan processed stuff that's coming out, the burgers that bleed, you know that kind of stuff. Don't, don't even don't even go there. Eat like you were a farmer back in the 1800s because we were skinnier back then and we were healthier. Sure we died of other diseases, but it wasn't heart disease and it wasn't diabetes. We were dying back then because we didn't have antibiotics yet and it was dirty. Pretend we don't have a grocery store to go to. Maybe we just have a a general store that's like a day's wagon ride away. How would you eat back then? You would grow your own. You would eat whatever you could grow or pick or back then kill yourself and clean. So when you went to the general store, you bought the bulk foods, right? You would buy the big bags of beans, the big bags of rice, the big bags of oats, maybe the, the whole wheat flours. And when there was no meat, this is what you would eat, your vegetables and your beans and your potatoes and your breads. And even then, when they had meat back then, remember, it wasn't that much and there was no refrigeration, so it was going to be salted or it was going to be uh, smoked or it was going to be dried. And they surely didn't eat the 250-something pounds of meat per person a year that we eat here today, right? So, yeah, eat like the old days. Eat like a peasant. I'm not sure they were completely vegetarian, but I know they were skinny, skinnier than the kings and queens anyway. They were probably starving, so they had some fasting built in, right? But in general, besides the uncleanliness of the time, they were a lot healthier, Than the royalty. And lastly. My last tip for you. People are going to think. You're weird. There's no getting around it. You are going to be the oddball. Either in your group of friends. Your family. Wherever. You're going to be the different one. You're going to be that guy that has to eat. Differently than everybody else. You're going to get the looks. They're going to talk about you. Yeah, he, he's he's the weird one over there. So get used to it. it it's not going to get any better. Trust me. I've been down this road many times, and I know we would have the big barbecues at work, and everybody's oohing and aahing over their big giant ribeye steaks. And I'm that weird guy over in the corner with the... Actually, they would go get me a Boker burger. Not vegan, but, you know, they tried. And it was a hockey puck. I couldn't eat it anyway. You don't put Boca Burgers on a grill. It just, bleh, it's just nasty. But I wrote a blog post about this a long time ago, about being weird and how I've actually embraced it over the years. I'm not one of them. I'm not part of the herd. I go my own road, and I am perfectly happy for it. So don't let people intimidate you into being like them. We know what they're going to be like. We know... People eat the standard American diet, they're going to get sick. They're going to get diabetes. They're going to get cancer. They're going to get heart disease. They're going to have high blood pressure. They're going to get the kidney stones and the gallstones and the gout and the diverticulitis. And, you know, fill in the blank. The old standard way of eating, cheeseburgers, pizza, tons of cheese, tons of meat, tons of dairy, makes you sick. So if they want to call me weird, fine. I'll be the healthy one. I don't mind being over in the corner by myself, having my salad. True story. Kind of a sad story, too. I was in the microwave room at work one day, heating up my lunch. And I can't remember what it was. It was chili or my veggie stew or something. And in walked my boss. And I kid you not, he had an entire package of Oscar Mayer wieners. No No bun. Low carb, you know, an entire package of Oscar Mayer Wieners and a can of Hormel chili. And he just kind of looked at me with my, my veggies. And I just kind of looked at him with his Hormel chili. And he laughed and he goes, that's an interesting lunch you got there, Chuck. And I said, yeah, boss, that's an interesting lunch you have there too. And, uh, you know, the sad part is he passed away. He was on a bicycle And uh, he died of a heart attack. Just saying, we know that way of eating is not healthy. So, again, they want to call me weird, fine. I'll be the strange one. Embrace it. Don't let it bother you. Like I said, come to our community group. Come to our Facebook page. We're all weird, so we'll keep you good company. (laughs) So, until... Until next time, I think that's going to wrap up this episode four of the Brand New Vegan Podcast. And uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. This is Chuck Underwood, and you've been listening to the Brand New Vegan Podcast.